Praise the Lord. Good morning. The empty nest syndrome and how to face it. Probably there are a lot of us parents who are now faced with the situation where our nests which had our children are now empty as the children have now moved on to set up their own homes or for higher education or moved to a different city as their jobs have created a situation where they have to relocate anyone who has observed birds with their fledglings can attest to the matter of fact parenting techniques the birds instinctively ascribe to encourage or push the baby out of the nest show the chick how to stretch and flap its wings and teach it to fly to land and how to avoid prowling cats and other things that might harm it in the bird world it's all pretty cut and dried no sentimentality fledglings are nudged out of the warm nest into the cold world never once has a nature photographer captured an image of a mother bird wringing her wings as she contemplates what possible purposes she serves in this world now that her nest is empty birds may not suffer from emptiness syndrome but people do an empty nester is a parent whose children have grown and moved away from home emptiness syndrome is the emotional letdown felt by parents at that stage of life when they say goodbye to their children and watch them walk out of the door as adults Emptiness syndrome is the anticlimactic feeling of disappointment that often invades the hearts of parents who must adjust to a new stage of life, allow for changing relationships with their children, find new activities for themselves, and struggle with thoughts of whether they did enough to prepare their children for an adult world. Christian parents have done much to prepare their children for the time when they leave home beyond imparting basic survival techniques christians have taught their children to love god to love their neighbors and to know and treasure the bible deuteronomy 6 verse 6 to 9 matthew 22 verse 35 to 40 christian parents have modeled god's love and provision for their children matthew 7 verse 10 to 12 and they have disciplined their children so that they enter the world with self-control and respect for authority psalm 103 verse 13 hebrews 12 verse 10 at the end of the day after all the preparation many christian parents still face emptiness syndrome so what does the bible suggest for parents who are facing emptiness syndrome and is there any way to avoid the almost universal feeling of regret when the children fly the coop first it should be noted that human parents unlike bird parents never outgrow their connection with their children christian parents can do several things that will continue to greatly bless and instruct their children in the emptiness years Number 1 Understand that God's perfect parenting serves as a safety net. Empty nest syndrome is exacerbated by regrets over mistakes we may have made in rearing our children. Undoubtedly, all parents make mistakes. Impatience, quick tempers, ill-advised words, etc. have created less than picture-perfect moments. 
Divorce, untimely death, addictions or other traumas may have left scars on the family. But God's great plans for our children are not thwarted by imperfect parenting. Otherwise, we would all be doomed. God does not waste any experience in the lives of his children. Instead, he uses both the good and the bad happenings to mold and grow our children into the men and women he designed them to be. Number two, pray for them. The effects of empty nest syndrome can be mitigated through prayer for our children. Part of treasuring our children is to turn their growing and changing over to their creator. Our children will face challenges, obstacles, struggles, triumphs, failures and doubts as they transition into adulthood. Ask God to protect them, strengthen them and give them wisdom, maturity and opportunities to grow in their faith. And then ask God to help you let go. Number three, provide a refuge for them. Empty nesters have not said goodbye to their children forever. They will return home from time to time and hopefully stay in touch. Your children still need your parental love as well as your advice and friendship. Welcome your children back into your nest, encourage them, advise them when they ask for advice and enjoy their company. Number four, provide a safe place to fail. When our children blow it, as sometimes happens, we should provide a home that welcomes them without judgment and give them a soft place to land while they lick their wounds. We should not enable sin, but we can and should extend mercy. The father of the prodigal son met his wayward child with celebration and an embrace. Luke 15 verse 11 to 27. There is no verse in the Bible that advises us to say, I told you so. Number five, provide sage advice when asked. It's amazing how in the eyes of our young children, we suddenly become smarter and more insightful as empty nesters. When our adult children reach out to us for counsel, we need to be ready to give prayerful biblical advice. Number six, embrace this new stage of relationship. Part of what makes empty nest syndrome such a melancholy experience is the remembrance of the past stages of our relationship with our children. We remember the baby stage and how we wished they would remain that way. And the toddler stage, the school years, the high school adventures. At many stages in our relationship with our children, we may have thought it was the best stage only to find that each stage is profoundly meaningful fraught with challenges and extremely valuable. The next stage, the empty nest stage, is just as meaningful and valuable. Our role as parents does not end, it simply evolves as it has from day one. Number seven, seek God for what might be next in your own development. We aren't put out to pasture when our youngest child heads out into the world. The empty nest years can be a time to do things we had no time for in the active parenting years. Host a Bible study, take a class, pursue a ministry, pick up a hobby, etc. Empty nesters face a new season and we all continue to grow in our faith. Parenting was not our only gig. What opportunities are open to us now? What promptings of the Spirit do we sense? It's time to explore. 
God has made for empty nesters our own kind of nest. A time and place where we can grow in new ways. In the end, the best course Christian parents can take in dealing with empty nest syndrome is to remain steadfast in their love for each other. Be committed to teaching and demonstrating biblical principles and fill in the gaps with prayer, trusting God to lead their children in the way they should go. Isaiah 48 verse 17 Christian parents can trust that the God who has provided for their own needs and used trials and experiences to grow their own faith will also do the same for their children. Jesus taught, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you and your children not much more valuable than they? Matthew 6 verse 26 with God's promise of provision, it's good and right to encourage our fledglings from the nest. The empty nester years, like every stage of life, are to be lived in faith. Our Heavenly Father desires for us to trust in Him, come what may. As our children stretch their wings and take their first wobbly flights, we can be comforted by our and their Father the one who gave them wings, the one ready to guide them, the one able to catch them should they falter. This entire parenting thing is full of incongruent, conflicting, discordant strains that are supposed to combine in one masterpiece of harmony. God gave us these children, His people, but they aren't ours. He destined us to receive him with open arms, but hold them close with open hands. He shaped us to love, to be needed, and yet commissioned us to train them to need us less and less. He wired our impulse to scoop them up when they fell and also instilled their intuition to show them how to stand on their own. He instilled a nesting instinct that would culminate in an empty nest. And so, if we have been doing our jobs, we have been teaching them how to walk away from us since we taught them to take their first steps. It's what we planned for. It's just that we didn't realize it would hurt so much. When we can't make sense of life, we turn to the one who can. God is the original author and he has an affinity for the element of irony. The record of scripture is full of seemingly incompatible themes and paradoxes. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 10 In weakness we are strong. James 4 verse 10 Through humility we are exalted. Romans 6 verse 18 In slavery we gain freedom. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 18 To be wise we must become fools. Matthew 10 verse 39, the one who loses his life will find it. Matthew 20 verse 16, the last will be first. Luke 22 verse 26, the leader must first serve. Philippines 3 verse 7 and 8, gain is counted as loss and loss of everything brings the ultimate gain. John 3 verse 16, Death of the Eternal One brought eternal life for everyone. Let us pray. Dear Lord, please watch over and guide us as we try to be the best parents and grandparents to those 
you have entrusted in our care. Thank you for your loving examples of service, humility and faithfulness and may we never forget to turn to you in times of doubt. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. I wish you all a very beautiful day ahead. God bless you all. Take care. Stay safe. Stay blessed.